Okay, 1155 on the 7th of May in 2022. That's what we got. Oh, 1156 now. Uh, PM. So almost Sunday, Mother's Day, the 8th of May this year. And uh, that said, I have nothing yet decided on how to express my uh, gratitude in the form of a Mother's Day gesture. The mushroom idea is still on the table, but it seems to be sliding off rapidly. I don't know if you can give a grandmother hallucinogens. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. If not, then what? Jalapeno pepper plant. Uh, PlayStation 3. With all of the hockey and NBA games for her to indulge. Seems like a gift she'd probably rather not receive. So... Brainstorm, brainstorm. We'll see. There is a lot to get through here. So, being that it's now 1157, uh, I figure got to start with the point by point on the review and the review of episodes 40 through 49, since here we are in episode 50, which makes this overall episode 155. No, 156. And so for this group to move forward, I got to go listen to 40, 41, 42, 43. I'm going to do this one at a time. Oh, yeah. One at a time, all right. I might make it through one. All right, here I go. I'm going to see 40. At 12.04 on the 8th of May. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Boy, if anybody deserves a break today. It's me, because, wow, what a tyrant of a mother. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Nah, she's sweet as can be. She's like having a marshmallow wrapped up in what? Hmm. A marshmallow wrapped up in marshmallow. Wrapped up in... Well, happy Mother's Day, Mom. And uh, episode 40... In un, when I unpause, but here we go. Pause. Well, okay. Having uh, endured episode forty, uh, it is likely the worst episode I've ever recorded. There are the unlistenable sections that exist are so unlistenable. Um, I may have to go in and edit that one down. No, I can't. It's terrible, though. It's terrible. Do you know how many people I've told about my uh, elementary school days family night plans through the uh, organization between my sister, myself, and my parents? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> because it is not at all interesting, at all, on any level. I mean, it makes the David Duvall and Lorena Ochoa 
conversation sound mesmerizing. There's so much in there that's just awful. But there's some stuff in there worth at least not revisiting per se, but clarifying. Um, all right. The idea that I was going to widen my scale of attack until I could see where I had resources working and then uh, pull those in seemed to be a little too much to go at once. So my second thought was to try to win the middle using chess references here. Uh, I actually think this is something I have done. I don't know that it's intentional either. So I do like when I hear myself propose an idea to myself, then think myself has forgotten about that only to come back and hear that idea revisited in my life to discover, in fact, yeah, I think I have done that. Oh. The reason that I say that I have done that is because uh, I've gotten, uh, <laughs> frankly, the, the warmer weather has brought out the house uh, repairs and list of things that were not getting done are getting done. I've gotten uh, much more um, uh, financially uh, uh, footed uh, so that I can weather the phone breakage situation that I'm going through. I mean, there are just ways that instead of being distracted by concepts like solar cycles for the last three to four weeks, I've actually been on top of my shit. So uh, that's got to maintain because knowing where I've put stuff, knowing what is in the bank, knowing except for the day that I lost my wallet when I hit the fence, that moment of idiocy excused, I really have been on top of my shit. So if reducing the wide scale of attack to something more centered and middle oriented was a goal, I would say I'm well on my way. Uh, what about thinking tactically across all my actions? No, not at all. Although I have been very present in the moment. I haven't had any actions that I felt were default responsive actions. I haven't had any occurrences that I had to process later to understand why I did what I did. No, I have been so plainly myself and reacted accordingly in so many situations that there hasn't been a need to think tactically because I haven't had anything tactical to work with. Do I think I will? I don't know, maybe, but I don't look at the board pieces anymore as an organization on which to rearrange for my own personal leverage. Whatever happens, happens. What I need to have happen for myself, I'm going to have to initiate. I can't depend on tactical plans to develop to help springboard me into what's next. No, I just have to move forward constantly. And when I do find myself moving sideways or backward, figure out why rearrange and move forward. I feel like I've been really capable of just sticking to that simple momentum. Okay, let's get to the shit we got to get rid of or what I'm going to uh, loosely acronym swagger. Um, or swagger. Uh, 
How about not even thinking about that? Because I've got 10 things on the list. I'm not sure this is the 10. I'm not even sure 10 is a good number. I'd rather have 11, obviously. So to add 11, we'll just um, include clean drinking water since that's not on here. That's not shit we got to get rid of. How about dirty drinking water? Or unclean drinking water? All right. Good enough. That gives me 11. Okay, so the other 10 are... Let's try to put these in order of what I actually consider important. Well, it's hard to have something like starvation, war, and suicide. Uh, dirty drinking water, etc. Um, not all feel equally valuable. Um, Alright, screw it, I'm not ranking the list, it's too stupid uh, for me to try to do that. Alright, so, dirty drinking water is going in at number 11. Number 10, suicide. Number 9, war. 8, starvation. 7, censorship. 6, cloaked elections. 5, unanswered questions. Four, systemic favoritism. Three, uh, denying one's true self. Two, self-delusions. And one, plausible deniability. All right, that's the working list. That's going to be the focus of the next group of, uh, of recordings. So for now, I will just continue to work that list as it develops. I will explain why. The one that I have added without sort of mentioning unanswered questions. I just don't have any cause or see any need for any questions that anybody has to go unanswered anymore. If you have a question, ask it so we can answer it. Period. Until there are no more questions. So... That's why I added it. That might be a little too simplistic, but considering that most of my questions aren't answered, I'll just take some questions being answered. That'd be nice. Okay, no matter what mistake is available, I'm capable of making it. I just, I don't want to come off as anything other than a bumbling Mr. Magoo walking through a torrent of nails and 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 hot sauce. I mean, it just, I, I don't have a sense of skill or ability that's anything other than bang my head against everything until I figure out how not to bang my head against stuff. I've always been that way. And so it never bothers me that I'm failing at something because I feel like I'm learning something as I do it. Um, so if there's a mistake available, I'm, I'm going to step into it eventually. So any mistake that you've made, again, there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no anything. It's, it, and a mistake in what way? Like, uh, I, I liken it to learning how to swing a golf club. If, if I stand up to hit an eight iron and completely miss but had every intent of making contact with the ball and hitting a shot 
what was it that made me completely miss? Now, if I take my next door neighbor who's never held a golf club and put them in the same situation with that same eight iron in their hand and they swing and miss, well, what made them miss? Completely different criteria are in play or are they? If you're not capable of admitting that all mistakes that the human condition is available to create, manifest, and put in front of you to step into aren't just actions as they happen, again, there's no judgment here, especially for me. I don't even see these as judgeable actions. What happens, happens. The only thing you can do is make what happens next better. Um, my parents have spent some time apart, thankfully. They've even done some of that split vacation stuff in the last decade, which has been good for them. I mean, at some point, don't you want some solo adventures, even if you are with the perfect person? I mean, I think the way to do it is to have all solo adventures and then occasionally have coupled uh, adventures. But those are the exceptions. Um, the idea that uh, my parents were interested, they were not just interested, they were highly uh, involved. Like, there was no uh, sense of not... At, at times, we would have to explain what our homework was as my dad would just be curious what we were learning that day. So there was always this idea that we were prepared because we were capable of doing high-level work and anything less than that meant we were distracted or sloughing off. So there was a constant pressure toward excellence. Now, I don't think I would push myself in that way without that sort of reinforcement. But I don't even know that I care. I don't know that feeling like I had achieved something in the eyes of others as esteem-worthy ever mattered to me. And yet, academically, what I did with pursuing knowledge did matter to me and still matters to me to this day. So if my parents aren't there to push me, I don't know that I have the curiosity to find out as much truth in this world as I have found out in addition to all of the other things I've learned along the way. So it's hard to know how much pushing is too much for anybody in any scenario trying to do something to better the life of somebody else. How much do you want to try to push them into that life versus letting them discover that life versus letting them never find that life? These aren't easy issues to deal with. And having never been a parent, I specifically sit on the side of just pampered individual who got all the treatment. So I don't have any idea what it's like to have another one that you're trying to at least keep from molding themselves into the wrong mold.
Don't even know why I'm talking about this, since I have so little to say on it. But my parents, as overseers of children, I thought were excellent. As a couple, let's just say there's a reason uh, I will get into later that uh, I sometimes wish, if not always wished, my parents had gotten divorced. But now that they're together and love each other for all of life, there certainly were rewards that were worth some of the trouble. Okay, trying to present myself as composed, which I guess I'm trying to do right now. All right, um, I haven't been doing this because I don't have anything to present that's uncomposed. What am, what, what am I bringing to the table that I can't just bring? Well, I did shave after five days of not shaving when I went to play tennis with my dad because... Honestly, both my parents don't like it when I show up looking like I haven't shaved for five days. So that is one way in which I will concede that, yes, I did compose myself and present myself as something not other than who I am, but as something I certainly wouldn't have done if I had been playing tennis with someone other than my dad. But other than that, no. In fact, at work... I'm shockingly myself, spookily. Like, I need to... I, I haven't said anything uh, too forward yet, but that could be coming, so i got to tone it down a little. Okay, speaking of toning it down, there's more of this shit to get through. And actually, no. Here's what's going to happen. We are skipping the review of Bill Watterson. If you want to listen to that, it's too long to, to detail in, in full. The couple that I missed wasn't the Stanleys. They were the Lockhorns. And there was another one in there that I misspoke about. I can't remember which one it is now, but it, it doesn't even matter. There is nothing in that episode that is of concern. So I'll leave that one alone. Just like I'm going to leave the Douglas Adams one alone because honestly, I, I couldn't even get to the end of that one, which Brings us to 49, which is kind of my joke, cleaning the shelf project, which I don't have anything to change there either. And 50 is my quiz across the states, the capitals, and Africa. That stretch is the worst stretch of recording I've done, period. So I'm not going to review it. In fact, I might just go type in each description. You shouldn't listen to these episodes. They are terrible. Skip to this one. And I don't even know if whatever episode 151 is, is worth a shit either. It's probably terrible too. So, I'll get through these last points. I'll go listen to 151 and I'll be back. Um, <laughs> these are the words I was writing as I was listening. Bored, boring, tiresome, droning on. I don't even care. If I don't care, who the F cares? There you go. I do want to know what happened to accountability. What happened to it? When did we decide that people would no longer be held accountable? At the highest levels. That there'd be fines and donations to foundations rather than accountability. And because it's so hard to know where in the narratives truth truly lay it's just 
It's constant work. And I never had any idea that the thing I value most in someone else is their commitment to finding truth. That nothing else is even a substitute. That that there is no base truth, fundamental truth, the truth in this reality as we know it, it's the most elusive and important concept to get right if we're going to have any possibility of achieving our potential. I hate saying this because I know that I've had a a very friendly relationship with Slippery Truth. Well, that's just unacceptable. And I am here now to say I understand why you have those parts of yourself that are just not quite publicly known. Well, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing wrong with what you've done. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with what you're going to do so long as you're trying to do better. I'm going to try to do better over in episode 151. You think I'm going to do better? Probably not. But pausing now means I'll go find out. Stay where you are. Seriously, it's getting worse. I'm now describing my neighbors, and inaccurately in some cases, like... The McNichols did not live next door to Eileen, so there was a house in between them. But nonetheless, nobody cares. This is the dumbest. <sighs> Pause. Okay, unpause. Uh, I never had drive toward a position in this universe. Never. Not once. I believe that's a direct quote. If not, it's very close. And uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll say, if anything in life left me feeling unsteady, unsure of anything about what I'm hmm, going to find fulfilling as a destiny for life, it just wasn't there. And sometimes I think the reason I was so adept at wearing the costume of the day or the costume of the situation or the costume of the moment or whatever to try to somehow craft a persona that found connection to the person inside me wondering Why does it never, ever feel like I'm ready to go all in? Why does none of this feel right? Why does all of it have some sort of disharmony in the vibration as I try to commit with everything I have? And it still feels that way. I used to describe this to my therapists, the two 
who I ever had this conversation with, as I have always believed I was, my purpose on earth was to witness something. That feels like I came here with it. That, unlike the idea that I was supposed to take action and, uh, and climb this mountain and soar to these heights and achieve these successes to drive forward this arm of civilization. Nope. No Elon Musk am I. No. In fact, my mother and I both have admitted that we really have no interest in being number one. Number two, maybe, but probably not even that. Probably the council to number two, uh, I don't know. At some point, I'm just not interested in this hierarchy of, of leadership because I don't believe that we are best equipped to follow a single human in their direction, drive, and intuitions. No, I believe collective leadership is the way to sensible and caring societies. But that's just me. So the drive to do something now is because I feel the panic, the tremors of, of discombobulation, of, of terror that are in people's orbit. Whatever they're emanating has changed. And I don't know if it changed because when I came here, the Mandela effect flippity-flop or the CIA's program update or whatever the hell happened to me, I now know that I have to go out and allow people to tell me their frustrations and how they need help and do my best to see what kind of help I can give those people. That's it. That's all I'm driven to do. And that's all I'll ever be driven to do. And I wasn't driven to do that, at least consciously, until recently. So that doesn't mean that I won't find a fulfilling and purposeful outcome that on the day I look back at life for the last time, I think, well done, it could happen. But it isn't a drive I ever had. So this last three or four months as I've just been kind, understanding, and forgiving to everybody in every situation that I can, I've had the most fulfilling run of life yet. And it can only accelerate from here because the tremor out there isn't minimizing. It's, if anything, it's starting to globally magnify. So, (sighs) plenty of work to do. Anyway, back to the recording. Unpause. All right. Uh, Universe, don't be mad. But I skipped ahead and did 151 and 152. And let's just start with another apology. The shop talk that dominates episode 152. I'm so sorry. I knew that... uh, let's, Let's face it. This whole work chapter um 
was somewhat uh, forced in to the line of uh, of succession here by circumstances that forced me to scramble to find a second uh, another job when I walked off the one I walked off in January. Uh, so since that's where my life was headed, that's where this recording material headed. And it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been less than fertile for me, for the most part, the whole time, because I do not ever construct my life's composition of purpose around work. Now, effort, contribution of my effort to something, that's different. I mean job, I guess. But that said, getting through this, um, you got to have some way to, to sustain your citizenship in 2022 America. Jobs help do that. So off to work we go. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Um, 1.51... Was primarily about. I uh, didn't take many notes, so couldn't have been about much. Um, oh, well, yeah, sorry. I didn't take many notes because it was, again, about seeing what it has happened in my coworkers in the time I was absent. And I really think there's only one thing here to reinforce, and that is that. Um, if you're, <laughs> okay, what creates confidence <clears throat> or not just confidence, but where does, where does, um, where does the air of, uh, of unflappability, unflappability, is that a word? Those who look like they are the coolest in the biggest crises are doing it how? Well, they're doing it by either having experienced these things thousands of times and you having experienced it twice, once, whatever. Uh, they have the air of confidence having done it or they have the air of confidence of knowing that whatever is happening around them, the only thing they can do is react as themselves. So the decisions are already made. Whatever the next situation is, react as yourself. So <clears throat> what this transition did for me is it took me away from those moments of uncertainty where I was nervous in a situation of being judged or being introduced or being um, somehow... <laughs> quantified and if all I ever do is get quantified as myself in the moment then I'll never be misquantified from within I'll never have driven something false into the situation that now I have to think wait how did you interpret that that's not how I wish you had whatever disconnects can become the uh, the ground uh, upon which you have to repair anything to do with another person, well, th those are gone. <clears throat> and even if I don't 
love the way an interaction goes, as long as I was confidently being myself, then the next time I can build from that, having done it as myself, the next momentum makes me more myself or lets me polish myself or lets me take what enthusiasm I have and appropriately gauge the situation as to how much of that to release. Whatever it is that lets me integrate better as myself is a learning process, but it never has to be anything other than growth. It, it, you don't make mistakes if you act as yourself. You just learn. All right. Um, and in that learning grows the inner confidence and the, the demeanor of, of, uh, of cool in the crises. It comes from these moments of being yourself until there's no moment in which you aren't. I know that's basic stuff for most people, 98% of you, 99, 99.6. I don't know, a lot of you. Not me, and not probably two or three other people. All right, on to 152, because i got to get my dog for a walk. Uh, why is there a you? I've been thinking about this one ever since I stumbled onto that little thought. Why is there a you? Why is there a distinct you? Why is there a me that I think I can remember back across other existences? Okay, that's probably just delusional movie residue. But there's a distinct me that I not only know is here right now, I know it's in my dreams. I don't feel a different me in my dreams, ever. In fact, in my dreams, if I'm acting a way that's not me, I recognize it in my dream. So the me that's here is an anchor across more than just this conscious environmental effect on the DNA chromosome pairing that became the story that is this dork. There's more to it than that. That being inside of this shell, it's, it's timeless somehow, and I know it. Uh, okay. <sighs> I am most concerned at the moment that I am being duped at the highest level. Meaning, everything that I think I've started to deconstruct has been waiting for me to pseudo-solve in reaction to cues and triggers that have been firing to lead me down this path. Much like Dorothy, I am going to the castle of green emerald goodness because I'm programmed to do it. I really have been struggling with the idea that I'm the NPC it's so easy to think that when you go through the Mandela effect, it explains it so quickly that your character has been uploaded into a different save file. I mean, it's just, it's fucking perfect. Why do I sit 
with so much inward consternation and doubt. How can the save file, or a character of programmed initiative within it, how can that character have so little direction and so many questions of the entire structural fundamental nature of reality? Still. NPC. Yeah, you know me. Um, when I say, tell me I'm born to do this and I will follow, seriously, at the age of 11, if you'd have come to me and said, you know, young man, we think that you were born to <clears throat> compose computer-generated graphics of a realistic kind that will wow moviegoers beyond belief. Having no idea what that even would have meant, because none of that existed yet, I would have said, well, show me the way, because obviously I agree. I was clearly special in the way that I was born to do this. The feeding of the ego that happens when anybody tells you, you know what it seems like you're good at? Uh, what? No, 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 I'm not good at anything, so I've never pondered this. Tell me, you, you actually have mistaken me for this, so tell me what you've mistaken me thinking I'm good at. Please do, please tell me. I mean, I just, I'm... Uh, <laughs> brainwashed, whatever. You tell me you like me, I tell you, what can I do for you? You tell me I'm good at something, I tell you, how can I be better at it? You tell me I was born to do this, I tell you, how do I get started? It's a trigger and a reaction. And I know it. I know I'm programmed to enjoy being stroked and to return the stroking by offering my effort. And I think a lot of us are programmed the same way. And I'm not sure that that's not the fundamental flippity switch that they did so that we would constantly look forward to the next challenge of effort that somebody was going to tell us, good boy, job well done. Now, the front yard and on that note it's that people are just it's one thing when the initial 9-11 stuff causes us to all rethink the security and safety of our immediate situation <clears throat> but then that terror never even starts to be addressed it just Festers. So we get used to a new reality of concern that we didn't used to have. And <clears throat> it's the same stuff happens in a workplace, in the gradual um, reduction of people doing the work. And those who are left behind 
at first feel like the chosen ones. Well, they finally cut it down to nothing but that which is necessary to get this job done, and that means they think I'm necessary. So a little bit of ego boost until you realize that now really what's happened is they've taken 33% of the staff out, and everybody that is now currently working is doing one and a half jobs. And you realize this, but you say, okay, well, this is the new this is the new millennium. This is the 21st century. This is how we do things, FFS. So then they decide to take away the break room or you're no longer allowed to park in the near lot. You have to park in the shuttle lot and shuttle over which means no more lunches. You'll just stay in the cafeteria. And incrementally, pretty soon the job just doesn't seem that different from any other job because all that used to make you feel attached has been eroded to the point that you start to think, where else would it be better? And anymore, what I think everyone is starting to see is that these concessions, the squeezing, the double time, the double shifts, the, hey, we're all just going to have to do more with less shit has no end. It's the ultimate Han Solo, Luke, and Leia in that trash compactor scene where there's nobody going to shut the button off. We're just being squeezed. And for everyone who thought sooner or later, taking on a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, until frankly, I'm doing two and a half jobs, that eventually somebody was going to come in and say, all right, we got through it all. Now here's the 94 people that are coming to relieve us all and put us back to where we used to be. Uh, no. No. COVID taught people that when we say the new normal, we don't mean the new normal this week. We mean, don't even think about what you have in those quaint little gift card memories in your noggin. No, <laughs> you will never see that concession again. And that's the panic on their faces. They know it. And they're trapped. And the outcome that's forecast is bleak. Because every single day, they'll be judged as to how much of an automaton they have assimilated in their work effort and whatever gaps exist, well, let's work toward assimilating better until they die. <laughs> so if that ain't going to put a look of panic on your face, well, I mean, seriously, you must have a high tolerance for shocking developments. Pause.
Hey Universe, it is 5.08 here on 5.09 and <clears throat> I have to be at work at 6, which means I have to leave the house in exactly 31 minutes, but not worried about that because I'm pretty well organized to get through this last part and I say that because it's been, hmm, well, it's been 24 hours since I shut off the, or hit the pause button that um, is now turned into tying this one together with the last one, yada yada. Um, but, <sighs> my, alright, hang on, I gotta plug in. And ultimately, what I really need to address here is the overall malaise that I have felt throughout this entire grouping. Late for work again. And maybe it's because I chose that title. It's awfully defeatist in nature. But it's also starkly true. And unfortunately is, is very true. I cannot say that my work history described accurately wouldn't include late in the top three, maybe even top two. I won't call it the number one, but it's not like it wasn't justified. Um, but I have nothing here to share. And, in fact, the drive toward this entire project has been years in the development, in my head, and has never really been anywhere but in my head, and in fact, is more a result of dream sequences that in some way I felt <laughs> had signaled me to move forward, had provided or at least had mimicked the sensation of being driven with purpose and did so in mystical, direct, and subconscious ways. I felt the universe gave me very similar signals. There was an alignment of purpose that I couldn't deny as I went through the years of 20, say, 15 to 2020. And by the time 2020 came around, it was so clear that these messages were overt, that I started working up how this could, could somehow <laughs> coordinate. Obviously, I didn't work hard enough on that. And that's, while true, the nature of what was to be done here 
really demanded that I more jump in the deep end than practice my swimming strokes on an ironing board. It just mattered more that the process started and maintained and then as it matured, matured is a strong word, as it realized a multitude of mistakes, treating those as learning moments to improve both delivery and the content process as a whole. Well, <clears throat> if the first module is just all the <laughs> silly dipshittery that I've seemingly lost myself in recently, that's a pretty easy one to just hit record and smoke some weed. And then if the next one is uh, see the really weird stuff that still lives with me. Those are stories that some of which I had never told before, but I've told them in my head. They're the dialogue of shame and guilt and all that past baggage that just wants me to succumb to the worst life I can imagine for myself. Well, those thoughts, anchors, and sandpaper to the groin, all of that discomfort swelled away when I finally started listening to the pattern, rhythm, knowledge I was gaining in my subconscious state, including my dreams. So, work, job, money, the paradigm constructs that I hate to use the term enslave us, but they drill us into a mental framework upon which we are Darwinian descendants looking for nuts to squirrel away in our treehouse and we can't break free of that because the paradigm doesn't just reinforce itself. It builds and constructs the entire reality we live in. The paradigm that is here is simply the one with which we are agreeing to exist. Agree to exist to a different paradigm and all of a sudden, I believe they call that a paradigm switch. A gestalt switch? No. Point is, if you're into things like the Matrix, well, good. Because the screen credits roll here pretty quick, and hopefully your name is up there for something of import, not just, hmm, what's that one that's always funny to see? Something grip.
key grip. Okay, on to the rest of finishing up the review. Okay, okay. Weepy, emotional, weed. Yeah, I'm going to look into this. There's definitely weepy weed. I do believe I was smoking it because I was weepy in two scenarios. I really had little cause other than nostalgia and uh, I guess loss of, of love, maybe. Maybe. I mean, if I really extend, but really extend, which makes the weed, at least as a catalyst, make a lot of sense. Uh, relax and be yourself. That's where confidence comes from. We've already been, I've already been through that. All right, but down to this one. Okay, people are being squeezed. We know that. Sorry about all the shop talk. That will stop. Uh, I'm not as sorry about the shop talk when it comes to the hookers, the jujubes, the orange crush. Uh, I will, I will revisit that night again, especially the walk home. The walk home was one of my more philosophical moments in life. And is worthy of at least a moment of isolation and reflection all of all on its own. But Jujubee's and Orange Crush, once in a while I, I can't resist buying that combination just for the <laughs> for the kick in the ass life moment it represents for me. And <clears throat> any moment you're experiencing that you think, why am I letting this happen again? Why am I here? Why is this this way? Why can't I make this change? Why am I always allowing this to happen? That moment's right here. The, the blown away part of all of the Matrix is that all Neo had to do was know that he could make the decision to leave the Matrix. You're in the same position. Do not feel smothered by circumstance or patterns of behavior to which you feel destined to fall into. Bullshit. Any moment, a new universe can be created by you by making that choice. Choose a better you. And then just keep choosing it. Eventually, it will become the you that everyone knows and loves, including you. Alright, that's a big pep talk to myself for when I need to hear it. Because... Now I gotta lay into myself for all of the misuses of Lay Lie. God damn, man, I hate burping into the microphone as much as I hate misusing Lay and Lie. I might go lie down, but first I'll have to lay my sunglasses on that bureau. Uh, where you you want to know where I where I no I I lay on the on the oh I'm gonna go lie down yeah but. I, no, the sunglasses I lay over on your bureau. Quit lying to me. I, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, if you're offering, yeah, I'll, I, I could get laid. That's all right. Yeah. Fucking lay and lie. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, oh, shit. I renamed her. The uh, artist formerly known as Judge Dredd. She got some of my grammar polished up. And more than anything, artist formerly known as Judge Red, I apologize to you because I'm proud that most of the time I use those two words correctly. <laughs> Not in the last couple of recordings. Okay. Three years of learning some truths and using a delusional schizophrenic's presence to help 
as the catalyst toward truth. How did that go down? Yeah, that's worth, first of all, involving Lily in the conversation. And it's worth a lot more than a bullet point on this list. But that's really where it all, at least, occurred to me how much I had just taken all the wrong turns when given an opportunity to decide which way, left or right, I should go. And had been coaxed into those turns by messages that I didn't even know I was receiving in more instances than I want to admit. But I'm pliable like clay. You just give me a little heat and I mold into whatever you want me to do. And that's another thing that I really had to start thinking about, especially because I hadn't had this thought coherently except on recording about how easily you can get me to do what you want by giving me a compliment I need to hear or want to hear or so desperately hope somebody thinks of me. You are a great long-range sniper. You would be terrific at assassinating political enemies. <gasps> Do you think? Do you think? They're really enemies, right? I mean, they're evil people. I'm going to go shoot evil people, not good people. Well, if they're corporate, <laughs> stop. Of course I care. Corporations are people, too. Um, so, no. I, I mean, there are certain lines I don't think I even like could have crossed, but it spooks me how easily all of us are susceptible to being turned into something 180 degrees of what we really are. Simply by mentally creating the condition in which to enable us to become a person who makes that choice. It's fucking... Awful. More on that later, I guess, too. These are good. More laters. Not now and laters. More and laters. We'll add this one to it. Why do we have the concept of self-indulgent? How can anything be self-indulgent? Life is self-indulgent. What it's so you're having a selfie self-indulgent? Self self a self-indulgent indulgent? Self a self-self-indulgent indulgent? I mean fuck man, life. <laughs> It's like saying, well, he's always acting in his own self-interest. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Irony. Um, but boo all the work fucking chatter. Ugh, the repetition. I don't know if I was out of bounds on anything, which at least I'm somewhat proud of. But I may have been. So I'm going to listen to it more carefully. But I do think I am at least speaking in work concepts instead of work specifics. That's better. Uh, I act because I want more thought time. That one's a note to self for later. All right. The Lily Lowdown, I'm going to give that one some breathing room because I do think I'll be back in touch with her soon. Uh, another note to self from the what a day, what a day, what a day is the Heather intervention. And that takes me to the sort of Oh, a couple what the fucks. Uh, the knowledge pursuits mattered. 
but the drive toward uh, toward high energy interaction with the universe didn't bullshit. My parents never stop. <laughs> they have the energy of people trying to prove something. And um, in some ways, as all generational skips are, it's that <clears throat> never want to chill out and fucking relax and just enjoy the day that drove me to feel compulsion toward knowing what the moment was offering and making sure I didn't overlook something that was right in front of me because I was too busy thinking about something else. But, you know, I do have to cut this off shortly. So here we go. It's uh, rapid fire. Because you're a human, there's always a winning path. That's true. As long as you're trying to be yourself, not deflect who you are, then it's very true. There's purpose beyond the person of humanity. There's pur oh, purpose beyond this version of humanity. Uh, yeah. This version of humanity is much like a video game save file. Just one version, and it's a fucked up one. Okay, the eight iron statement didn't make any sense, but boo, that computer graphics example was terrible. <laughs> of all the things to choose, the most pedestrian industry development job was the one I chose. That was awful. But the eight iron statement is more, do we know for sure that somebody who is very skilled at some, and I'm not very skilled at hitting eight iron, so let me walk that back. Do we know that somebody who has rehearsed and practiced something to the point that their confidence level has escalated to very confident in the basic mechanics versus somebody who has no idea what the basic mechanics are and has never even attempted the swing, do we assume that they cannot miss for the same reason? If we do, why? I do not. I assume that when they miss, they miss for exactly the same reason. Um, and I'll explain that somewhere. Um, oh, and does Steve happily tell the story of the dog uh, whispering? First of all, no one's called it dog whispering but me. Second of all, Steve tells everything happily because he's a really happy, nice guy. And third, obviously that means a lot to me. The sensitivity that I feel dogs show me has always been, perhaps the most comfort I've felt on this planet. And I could hear it in my voice when I talked about other people's response to what I obviously feel touches me deeply. Okay, so I'm going to save this for the next one because really this is where it belongs, is in the next one. But since I've started this module, I really have stopped dreaming. And this is the longest it's, I've ever gone without dreaming. I also have lost my vibration truth meter. And I have a constant high-pierced tinnitus like I'm not at this frequency. It is at the highest I've ever heard it. And it's so distracting that if I hear it, I'm fucked.
which I just did, so fuck. <sighs> and I've been exhausted in waves, just exhausted, exhausted. And there has been no connection with anybody regarding any of this. So <clears throat> I think that's obviously been for me to figure it out. So as things go, and obviously I need to hear this sometimes, but it's time to figure some shit out. And especially it's time for me to figure myself out. This project matters to me. And somewhere I've lost touch with that. It's time to get that back. And I mean, next episode. <sighs> Worst ending ever? <laughs>